Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535, and yes, with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny today with a high of 45. Now, tonight, depending on where you are, if you're in Berkshire County, there's a winter weather advisory for a mix of ice and snow. If you're uh, like the rest of us in the rest of Western Mass, you might see some ice. You just got to be careful. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Yesterday was Election Day. We will have wall-to-wall, deep-pile shag coverage. I think uh, Dom Dom is just finishing up that last fish sandwich. He's been gobbling up all day long. Yeah. He should check his mercury. Throwing Hamilton's down at the slots, down at MGM. Listen, you can call them what you want. Yeah. I mean, they're they're people like anybody else. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Election Day coming up after 6. We also have uh, lots of stuff to give away today, too, like uh, Grunge Fest tickets and some other stuff as well. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Sunny and 45 today, uh, pretty windy. And then tonight, it could see some icy mix, depending on where you are, mostly in Berkshire County, but it could uh, head over this way. Uh, and a high of 49 for tomorrow. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. All right. Jimmy Kimmel announced People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive last night. And, and did you accept or have someone I wasn't get there. on your behalf? I wasn't there to answer the phone. Oh, yeah. You had to call back within, uh, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. I didn't do it. Anyway, it's uh, Patrick Dempsey, a.k.a. Dr. McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, after all this time? Had he done anything since that show? He might have. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. I used to love him in uh, the 80s movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, He was in that Can't Buy Me Love where he uh, was the lawn mowing riding boy who Mm -hmm. uh, became popular and then uh, realized how popularity wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Then he was in that that movie where he was delivering pizzas with Uh, sex. uh You remember Uh, that one? um, Vaguely. Vaguely remember that. But nevertheless, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's from Maine. I had no idea he was from Maine. He's a New England guy. Really? 57 years old. We're practically the same age. And yet, <laughs> and yet, People Magazine overlooked me again. We should try to get him on the show. Yeah. I'm sure he'll jump at the chance for that. I'm sure he would. Uh, he says, quote, I'm glad it's happening at this point in my life. It's nice to have the recognition, and certainly my ego takes a little bump, but it gives me the platform to use it for something positive. He says that he was completely shocked when he first found out. Then he started laughing. And, of course, he fully expects his kids to, quote, make fun of me and pick on me and figure out every reason why I shouldn't be. I got to tell you, at 57 years old, I know. Uh, I don't uh, always feel like I would be, like, the sexiest person in my neighborhood. Yeah. Maybe even in the house. Just uh, There are some days when uh, I'm getting those, like, those weird old man pains in your body. Oh, yeah. That's not, I, I don't feel sexy like that. And well, he and I are, again, same age. Yeah, he's also in a lot better shape than both you and I are, so I'm sure he doesn't have the same woes that everybody else has. It's all camera tricks, Steve. I don't it's think all so. all camera tricks. Listen, I'm just, I was just telling you now, I, was, I got pain in my shoulder from working out. 
What'd you do that for? I don't know. You can't like like that. You know, even if you're sedentary, you don't you get injured because you're not moving around enough. If you're moving around too much, you you get injured that way too. Patrick Dempsey has seemingly found the right balance to that. I don't like him already. Well, also featured in this year's Sexiest Man Alive issue, Pedro Pascal, Timothy Chalamet, Usher, Jamie Foxx, Lenny Kravitz. Why was he even in the running? I don't know. Some chicks dig him. And Jason Kelsey. The the issue hits newsstands on Friday because everybody's out going oh, buying yeah. magazines. People right love now. magazines. I love I love getting subscriptions. And I still get uh, Better Homes and Gardens every once in a while. Do you? Yeah. I didn't even know they still made the magazine. Uh, Elf turns 20 years old this year. Jesus. Doesn't that make you feel old? And you know uh, you're going to watch it because it's uh, that much of a holiday classic now. Yeah. Uh, here's some fun facts about the movie to help you celebrate the anniversary. Don't you want to? Don't you want to celebrate the anniversary of Elf? What's your favorite Elf story? Will Ferrell was not the first choice to play Buddy the Elf. The script was written all the way back in 1993 with Jim Carrey in mind, but he dropped out sometime during the decade it took to get it made. So I can see that. Yeah. Buddy was originally written as a darker character. Director John Favreau wasn't really interested until it was rewritten to be more family friendly. Buddy's costume was based on the outfits the elves wore in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, I knew that. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole North Pole was kind of set up that way in that movie. Uh, Buddy's 12-second burp was actually performed by Maurice LaMarche, who did the voice of the brain on Pinky and the Brain. What a talent. Can you imagine that? That's amazing. Oh, well, I was uh, the voice of the brain on Pinky and the Brain, and I also did a very long belch that lasted <laughs> about 15 seconds. Can I call you? Yes. <laughs> the cotton balls Buddy eats in the doctor's office are actually undyed cotton candy. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You remember uh, watching that movie and saying, wow, I can't believe how old Bob Newhart looks. And he's still alive 20 years later. I thought he was dead. I think Bob Newhart's still... Really? All right, now I'm going to have to look that up. I think Bob Newhart is still very much alive. Bob Newhart. Now we're going to have to look. Yeah, wow, he, he is, is a, still cooking wow. at 94 years old. Damn. He was a funny guy. He was. Uh, and uh, let's see, Buddy's fight with the fake Santa played by Artie Lang, yeah. that was done in one take because it took the art department weeks to decorate the department store, and Favreau said, just go nuts and wreck it. I've heard that story. It's pretty funny. Is it funny to the person who put all that together? Well, you Just put it watch. all together because you know it's going to be taken uh, down. If I, it had to do it a, a second time, that would have been horrible. I know, but they did such a good job on decorating that whole place, you know? <laughs> Megan Fox reveals in her new poetry books that she miscarried a child at about 10 weeks, and it was, quote, very difficult for both her and Machine Gun Kelly and their relationship. She's got that uh, new poetry book, and it's called uh, Pretty Boys Are Poisonous, and it came out yesterday. So if you're interested in hearing all the things about Megan Fox... You can get that. Set to rhyme. Set to rhyme. Because it's poetry. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson hasn't done a movie since How Do You Know back in 2010. Is he okay? Yes. In fact, it sounds like he's more than okay. In a recent interview, Jack's good friend, Lou Adler, explained why he doesn't work anymore. A friend of mine wanted to put him in a movie. Jack said, I don't want to do it. You know what I did today? I sat under a tree and I read a book. (laughs) 
He's doing whatever he wants to do. He wants to be quiet. He wants to eat what he wants. He wants to live whatever life he wants. And good for him. He's an 86-year-old man. Of course. Of course he, he, do should do what he, he should say no. All that, uh, I always thought that was a horrible story about his, his mother wasn't really his mother. Oh, I know. Crazy stuff. And it was actually his sister was his mother. The one that he thought was his sister the whole time was yeah. really his mom. That's some, that's some psychological stuff that you'll probably never get over. That's dark. That's the kind of thing that makes you want to yeah. read books when you're 86 years old. And sit under a tree and not talk to anybody. Right. And say, get off my lawn. <laughs> Kim Kardashian dropped a Marilyn Monroe-style dress yesterday. Really? She said something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I looked like Marilyn Monroe was when Ray J gave me the JFK in that sex tape or the Zapruder film for thirty nine ninety five. The JFK? Yeah. Should I ask? It's three shots. <laughs> Mouth and a grassy knoll. And a, well, it, he was mowing the grassy knoll at the time, if you know what I mean. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with her mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, had some Wisconsin clam chowder. A little very cheesy, if you know what I'm saying. A little beef Wellington injection. What are you trying to I say? I leave that with a nice flaky crust, <laughs> by the way. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she served up some poon cakes and I provided some high fructose porn syrup. Very good. Yes. <laughs> That's Aunt Jehyman. That's the... Uh, that stuff will rot your teeth out. <laughs> oh, yes, it will. They're changing the label on that because of me. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. I'm rock what I do. Ah! Curry has put... Hey, heck are you? Hey, here's an interesting factoid for you. Did you realize that last week when the Texas Rangers were winning the World Series over the Arizona Diamondbacks after a blistering five-game shutout... That it was uh, the fastest World Series since 1996. Now, you might say, hold on a minute, Baxi. You're no Rolex when it comes to keeping track of time. The Rangers needed five games to win that series. What happens in a four-game sweep? To which I would say, settle down there, fella. I'm talking about the length of each game, not how long it takes to win a championship. You see, folks, based upon the many rule changes that were meant to speed up the game this season, the 2023 World Series represented the swiftest completion of nine innings in 27 years. How do they do it? Apparently, all about the pitch clock. According to the latest stats, this year's average length of each World Series game was three hours and two minutes long. That's down from last year's World Series between Houston and Philadelphia by a full 21 minutes and more than 35 minutes from the World Series between the Braves and Astros in 2021. And it happened because of the inclusion of pitch clock technology. And the result of instituting this technology is officially undeniable. Well, that should certainly shut a few people up. You know, like the people who complain that they don't watch baseball because the games are too long. Well, let me tell you something there, Sonny. These games went by so fast, most Americans didn't even realize they had started yet. Sure, you shaved more than 20 minutes off the game, but you played them in front of the worst television audience since they began tracking these kinds of things 54 years ago. In other words, baseball gives you exactly what you want, and it's still not good enough. It's like we've spent the last 50 years gaslighting the crap out of each other in a dysfunctional and emotionally withholding relationship. Perhaps what baseball really needs has nothing to do with the length, but maybe has more to do with the girth instead. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Yeah, I'm looking at the Craftsman two and a half gallon wet and dry vac, 20 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. You can look at the flyer that you can pick up at the store. You can check out the website or the Rocky's app. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, Classic. Rock.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and uh, ACDC on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny and windy today with a high of 45. And then tonight, uh, some rain showers move in. Could make for an icy mix depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. So just be careful with that. High of 49. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, before we get into any of the uh, the meat on the menu here, I uh, just want to mention that uh, if you're listening on the uh, Bax and Nagel Morning Show podcast, it's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Excellent. All right. Uh... Dom Dom win smash eating fish sandwiches and collecting ten dollars. <laughs> I'm Yamea again. Oh man, he blasted tartar sauce all yeah, over that race. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mayor Dominic Sarno successfully secured his position against challenger Justin Hurst. Sarno, the longest-serving mayor in the history of Springfield, has. Been first elected in 2007 and, and now has secured a sixth term in office. The uh, city switched from a two-year to four-year mayoral terms in 2011. Running against him this year was at-large uh, city councilor Justin Hurst, and uh, he didn't win. He didn't win, and uh, Justin said, uh, don't you worry. Uh, we'll be back. You can feel the momentum. You can feel the movement. I did a little bit of math uh, yeah. here. You know, uh, there are exactly 155,929 people I, in uh, in Springfield. I was going to go into this, but go ahead, because I'm, I'm on the same page as you are. 73,100 people are registered voters in the, in the city of Springfield. And yet, 21,022 <sighs> people figure this out. It's like 13%. If, yeah. <laughs> if you've got... Uh, nine thousand. Excuse me, eight thousand nine hundred and forty-five votes in a mayoral race in which, <laughs> you, you know, uh, yeah, only twenty-one thousand people voted. Uh, while that's forty-two percent of the vote, that don't I don't really count that as a political movement. No, I I I, I, uh, I count that as being uh, almost uh, fifty-five thousand people who preferred to stay home and not participate in any of this. Or the uh, 8,945 that are now out of a fish dinner in 10 bucks. <laughs> hey, I thought no, I was going to get this. They got their 10. Well, some of them got it. Some their of them got it, but bucks. not all of them got it. That's why they were still asking when they went into the poll office hey, where's my 10 bucks and my fish dinner? <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, he, he just, uh, Dom Dom won. Uh, we're going to see what happens now with the whole investigation. Into the uh, into the voting thing, it, it'll be interesting to see how far anyone chooses to take this. Whether they try to take this all the way in, or whether they just kind of give up. Uh, I don't know. I saw a video on that Springfield MA sucks uh, Instagram thing of this guy yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it was all about, but it was outside of a polling place. It looked like to be outside of a school. I'm not sure what school it was. What, is he, what was he screaming? Uh, he was screaming about the election. But uh, I don't know. I can't even say what he was screaming because it was filled with expletives. Expletives. Uh, in support of a particular candidate or outraged by what happened? I think outraged by what had happened. Mm. Yeah, I, well, that could be. I, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to go back and look at that one again. Uh, Springfield City Council Ward 4, Mallow Brown. He wins again. Mm-hmm. They, they, he was the incumbent, wasn't he? Uh, for for uh, Ward Four, yes, and then Ward Six, Victor Davila, and uh, oh, Chickabee Mayor uh, John View uh, won again uh, with uh, 
5,000 votes to 3,600 votes mm-hmm. to Del Marina Lopez. By the way, the, the uh, Springfield Council at large, uh, folks, Jose yeah. Delgado and Brian Santanello get in. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, Kateri oh, Walsh, Tracy Whitfield, it. Sean Kern, they're all incumbents, but uh, uh, Brian and Jose both got in. I would think it's because Brian had so many damn signs all over the place. Probably. He had a load of signs. Does, does that make a difference? Totally turns my opinion around. Who's got the better looking sign? Seriously, though. I know you're joking, but does it no. really change anybody's opinion? If then it why di- would you put anything on your front lawn? <laughs> if it does change your opinion, there's yeah. something wrong with you. I uh, I have a hard time putting stuff out at the curb with the free sign on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, like, I, have I, a, I have a hard time getting my recycling down to the end of the driveway once a week. Right. You don't, I don't want to have to deal with this, you know. Uh, Chickabee City Council, Frank LaFlam, Gerard Roy, uh, Robert Zagowski, Timothy Wagner. Uh, yeah, they all won. Um, you know who didn't win in uh, Ward 3? Susan ooh. Goff uh, won over uh, Lucian Galecki. Remember Lucian Galecki? Well, that's hard to imagine. I know. He seemed to be such a such an upstanding uh, member of the council. Yeah, I, uh, I remember his. Uh, wasn't that the, uh, well, if a woman dresses that way, she deserves to be assaulted uh, kind remember. of there's, conversation? There's so many interesting quotes from that guy. Yeah. I, I, can't, uh, I can't put them all straight. That, that should be a book of quotes. You know, notable quotables. I think you know what. Like, listen, <laughs> Judy, Judy, Matt, and the Spirit of Springfield did that lovely book about the nine eleven memorial and yeah. how that was put together. Chickabee can put it together a book of Lucian Galecki quotes. Yeah, deep thoughts. Deep from thoughts. Lucian Galecki. I think if a chick is wearing a short skirt, she's kind of asking to be assaulted. Am I wrong or am I wrong? <laughs> you know, that's the kind of mentality. Yeah, that, that, I, you know. I, 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 but uh, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't win. It's but, a shocker to most. But the shocking thing was he has won since that incident, <laughs> which was 2019. So yeah. that was nearly four years ago. So I don't know. It's a whistle. Oh, Nick Morganelli's back in. I'm sure he's going to be uh, causing all kinds of problems. I'm sure he will. Uh, James Adams, Brent Bean, Richard Sullivan, uh, Dan Alley, uh, all of those people. And Karen Fanion in Westfield City Council won. Okay. Also, Ralph Figgy. I really wish he would put up signs that say getting Figgy with it, but he hasn't done it. I've been telling him this uh, for years, and he still hasn't done it. Wouldn't you uh, vote? I would vote for a guy like that with a sign on getting Figgy with it. Getting Figgy with it, yeah, or yeah. some kind of uh, Figgy pudding. Yes, you know, yes. like putting putting figgy pudding in the city council. Yeah. So, uh, and then the Holyoke had their city council. I didn't see. Uh, is East Hampton on here? Um, I North did not. Hampton, North Hampton. I did Amherst, not see that. Amherst, or maybe they go by. Oh, East Hampton uh, City Council, uh, the school committee. Uh, Laura Scott, I believe she's new. Mm-hmm. Ben Hersey, he was one of the guys that was on the. Uh, that was already, uh, he was the incumbent. That was a great film with Charlton Heston. No, that's Ben Hur. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm, you think you know something. Uh, Sam Hunter uh, is a new school committee member. And uh, Megan Harvey, She's she was already on the school committee. Uh, Linda Markey and Eric Guyette. So you have uh, some fresh faces on the uh, on the uh, school committee over in East Hampton. Here's uh, something, uh, a bit of an interesting development. Uh, Chris Johnson, the first mayor of the uh, city of Agawam, mm-hmm. back in action. 
beat uh, beat uh, Cesar Calabrese by uh, a fair margin. And uh, Ed Morgatti, who owns uh, EB's, is uh, now a first-time Agawam City Councilor. Well, how about that? How about that? Yeah. How about that? He just played at his family's park a few weeks ago. I can't imagine where the uh, celebration might have been last night. Oh, by the way, uh, for those of you in East Longmeadow, uh, get ready for your brand-new high school and a brand fat. I was new waiting pool. to do a breaking news thing about. Oh, that. go ahead, go ahead. Breaking news: East Longmeadow, Massachusetts, has approved a brand new high school for the town and a pool, cannonballs. Do you all remember the days of Greg Nevinger threatening to put a mosque in town? Well, now we don't have one. We have a new high school. Everything worked out. This has been Lix Lots of Box with your Rock 102 News Update. You know. They fought tooth and nail to get rid of those Korean massage parlors. Yeah. And now they finally have the high school that they've been clamoring for for generations. What, when are they going to approve drive through windows in this town? The only drive throughs that are allowed are banks, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Like the uh, the Dunkin' here in town, no drive through uh, The Starbucks can't drive through that. Uh, even the, the Chipotle. That, I'd like to be able to drive through Chipotle. That Dunkin' is set up. For a drive-through, it, it is ha- set up. It has the, the the loop around the building. I mean, obviously they would have to, uh, you know, repair it. Was it originally a drive-through? I think it? the plan was we're yeah. going to build it as if somebody in this town will come to their senses and allow a drive-through. What what is with that? What why is it is it because of the speakers? Uh, I don't I don't related things really or? know because it's not necessarily a uh, residential area. I don't know how I would feel about living behind one of those with somebody ordering stuff all day long. I mean the CVS in town. Okay, that's kind of you're you're a budding residential uh, you know yeah. domicile, so you know having that drive through may be a little uh, inconvenient. But there's no drive through in the CVS in town. No, there is none. No. Uh, even at the Walgreens, right? There's no drive-through there No either. Walgreens. I mean, uh, yes, no drive-through. No drive-through. There should be. That is weird. None. That's yes. like, of all the things that uh, you could ban in a town, that's the weirdest one. Drive-throughs. That's, that's, you bring a drive-through into your town, psh, forget it. Place goes to hell in a handbasket. But you now got a new million-dollar pool. Because everybody wants to go to the drive-through, don't you? Sure they do. Yeah. Lots of places in town would be perfect for a drive-thru. Hey, you know what would be good of drive-thru in our town? And Arthur Treaches, huh? Fish sandwiches for everybody. Here we go. Dom Dom Smash again. I did it. Sorry, a little scam didn't work. It's uh, just about 623 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. Get checking. That checks all. He is good so, at it. So, so good at it. I, I support him uh, completely. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, a number of things to give away today. Grunge Fest tickets on the way, plus uh, tickets to the uh, new uh, the Medic Now Foundation uh, event that's coming up. Give you all the information and details about that later on. All right. You okay. want to laugh? I do. All right. Here we go. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. First day of school. Principal asks the new student, what's your name, son? And the kid replies, David, sir. He goes, do you have a stutter? And the student goes, no, sir, my dad has a stutter, but the guy who filled out the birth certificate was an a-hole. Making fun of my dad the whole time. And my name's not David. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News for 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRumHyundai.com slash family. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. As you just heard, Springfield Mayor Dom Dom successfully secured his position against challenger Justin Hurst. Uh, Sarno, the longest-serving mayor in the history of Springfield, having been first elected in 07, has now secured a sixth term in office. By the time he's done, he'll be serving 20 years in that position. Oh, my God. I, the, I thought when you said 20 years, I mean, well, like, what do you mean he's serving 20 years? No, no. It's like, not like, it's what, not, can he get off from good behavior? It's not like he created a dictatorship and said, we're not holding any more elections until yeah, no, 20 years done, from now. He hasn't done that he's yet. Not, uh, he's not that Fidel Castro type of guy. He's uh, he's not going to just keep himself in power. No, no I mean, not, uh, not unless, and I can't imagine he will uh, spark a hostile overthrow. I'm just saying, in four years, he will have been there for 20 years. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. How old is he now? You know what? Is he is he sixty? I don't even I don't even know. And the only reason I'm asking Baxi, is, Baxi, I will forgive you for asking that question if you forgive me for ans- for not answering. Well, I mean, the only reason I'm asking is okay. He's had this job for a doggone long time. Okay, he is uh, sixty. He is sixty years old. All right, so it's a four-year term. By the time that's over, he's going to be uh, 64. 64? 64. How long do you think Dom Sarno is going to go with this gig? Four years? Eight years? What's it going to be? Uh, I think he could. I don't think he's the kind of guy that would give that up. You don't think, think so? No. He, uh, he, he belongs in that job. You see him walking around. You see how he uh, handles people. You see how he handles the crowds. I mean, is he looking to get into like that that Charlie Ryan sphere? Like, uh, you know, kind of old guy, you know, doing the job. Not that there was anything wrong with Charlie. I like Charlie a lot. But I'm just saying, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, at some point, you're just going to say, do I still want to do this? You know, I uh, I would really like to retire early. Like I don't want to do sixty-five. I think that's. You know, I'm at that point in life where I've realized that it's not about what age you are; it's how much money you have. <laughs> it's not. Oh, it has course. nothing to do with with uh, with your age. Sure. Oh, listen. Uh, yeah. If they offer me early retirement, I would. I would have to consider it. But. Uh, days? How I many got, days? Well, let me look, uh, Steve. It's uh, funny you ask that. It seems to me that I have, oh, yes, 2,867 days, 17 hours, 27 minutes, and exactly 47 seconds. Oh, well, there you go. You've got it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah, I got it all figured out. It's right, it's right there. That's where I'm going with. Well, I don't, I, 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 I think Dom is going to stay in there forever. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's like at, at some point, do you, do you ever just like want to wake up and, and not be mayor for the day? He probably does. Does he ever take a vacation from himself as you know mayor? What? That's a good that's a good point. I've never really paid attention to whether or not he takes a vacation or not. You know what I mean? Like that's never been a topic of discussion for for you know, we talk about the president going on vacation all the time. Yeah. I mean, if you're the mayor of a city, do you it, do you take a staycation? Do you just like not go into work and you stick around Springfield or you say I gotta get out of Dodge, man. I gotta, I gotta go someplace that's, uh, I don't know, pleasant. 
Uh, I'll tell you what I do in my downtime. I build snowmen out of water. That's what I do. <laughs> you want to you wanna, uh, take me to task on yeah, that? Yeah, I want to take you to task on that. Yeah. You know why there's no streets named after me? Why? Because nobody would cross Dom Dom. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine them trying to sell fish sandwiches on Dom Dom Street? I don't, I think, don't so. think so. I don't, I don't think, so. think so. Hey, you know who uh, who else lost? Uh, the Greenfield mayor. Wedge lost. Gartner. Wedge Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Yeah, Greenfield residents have elected City Councilor Virginia DeSorger as their new mayor. Oh, how about that? D e s o r g h e r. DeSorger. DeSorger. We have to come up with new names for these people when they get elected. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, Greenfield Mayor Roxanne Wedge Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Ran for a second four-year term in office and was being challenged for re-election by Precinct Three City Councilor Virginia Jeannie Desarher. Wedge Gardner. Wedge, Wedge Gardner. Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Wedge Gardner. Was first elected in 2019 and pre- previously uh, been the longtime chair of the city's planning board. Desarher has uh, served on the planning board and commission on disability access in addition to the city council. There are also contended races for city council at large, school committee assessor and trustee, and blah, blah, blah. They'll figure all that out in Greenfield. You know? Yeah, well, that's exciting news uh, for the it folks is. up in Greenfield. Uh, if you're in the Hampshire County area, keep an eye out for Pickles the Missing Pig. Pickles is a black-spotted brownish-gray piglet that has been on the loose in the Granby area. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them guys. I've seen out some there. pigs in that yeah. area, too. I didn't know her name was Pickles. Uh, the Belchertown Animal Control posted about Pickles being missing back in August, but has recently seen uh, has been seen in the town of Granby. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to get comfortable with getting close to us. We got very close to him today, but unfortunately it's going to take some time. We can't rush it, said Kimberly Bernier Goldsmith of the Granby Animal Control. Uh, Pickles the pig has been spending time near the Carver and Chicopee Street intersection. A trap has been set up to catch Pickles by Granby and Belchertown Animal Control. It's being advised for everyone not to disturb the area or approach the trap. If Pickles is comfortable and hungry, the trap will work. They're using, uh, they're, I, the other one I read, they're using donuts. That would lure me in. Especially if you get like a donut dip donut in there. Do you ever go to a, go to a, uh, like go there on a, on a, on a very busy day and see how many people are, you know, packing down like one donut after another? Oh, I, I drive by it on Route 5 sometimes. You see the line out the door. Even sure. At, even at like noontime. Like, like pigs to the trough. Yeah. I can't say I blame them. It's all delicious in there. Well, I would, I would. If I was Pickles the pig, I would eat donuts, too. Well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? You're going to gain a little bit of weight? You're a pig. You're supposed to. You know, I think the pig knows, too. Like, you give him donut dip donuts. He knows that they're, I mean, they're delicious. But if you try to sneak in a hostess. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? But a, a, a real pig worth its weight in salt it's, uh, doesn't really care. It's, it's P.O.'d Pickles the pig at that point. He doesn't like that. Well, I suppose when you spoil him, sure, but I don't think a, a pig is that uh, discerning. I think he is. You I think, think so? I think the pig would be like, you know what? Uh, I, you take your sweatshop hostess donuts back to where you got them from and go get me some donut dips. How about an apple fritter or two? What about those Boston creams? Those are the best. Oh, Jesus, those are good. Yeah. Those are really good. And yet, I see nobody bringing those things here. So if you see any pigs hanging around Granby... <laughs> 
Well, ever since Mingle's closed, there's no place for them to go anymore. <laughs> Between Geraldine's, Mingle's, Trumpets, they're all gone. I don't think I don't see somebody from Granby going all the way out to West Springfield for that for that purpose. Hey, listen, if uh, you got a pig that's uh, willing enough, <laughs> that pig will go anywhere. They're all feral pigs now, just floating around the area. <laughs> That's what they do. They're uncaged. <laughs> yes, very uncaged. Uh, the uh, Westfield Police is seeking the public's help in identifying two women suspects involved in a larceny incident at about 11 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Police say suspects were involved in an attempted larceny at Big Y on East Main Street. After that didn't work out, they went to the CVS, also on East Main Street, where they were stealing. It's right in the same parking lot, by the way. Oh, yeah, right. They didn't go very... It's not like they traveled a mile away to go to this thing. They're like, eh, you know what? Couldn't get away with it in Big Y. Let's go <laughs> over to the CVS. Uh, police are looking for some assistance in identifying the two women shown on their Facebook page. If you have any information regarding the suspect's whereabouts, you're asked to call the Westfield police. So make sure you do that. Because you don't want people to get away from the CVS. Not uh, not when they're uh, you know committing issues like that. No, you don't. Well, I, the, most of the shoplifters that I've seen, they it takes them months to put their pictures up. I'm sure these women have been suspected in other robberies. They usually don't put a picture out for some guy who stole one little item. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it depends. They, well, it depends use, on how much they take. Well, but that's what I'm saying. You know, the 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 uh, punishment for taking one item, you know, under a certain amount of money is only a misdemeanor. So they wait sometimes till you start stealing a lot of stuff, then they go after you. Yeah. Then they're like, "Who is this? Who is this person?" But don't they already kind of know by that point, or do they have to go to like the public and say, "Listen, this guy keeps uh, you know dragging stuff out of." You know, CVS or Kohl's or Target or whatever. Don't you think they kind of already know? No, I, I'm sure they know, and I'm sure that they're just waiting for one of their other friends to turn them in because you know they probably did somebody wrong in their lives. So they're like, I know her. I'm going to call and tell her. Yeah, you know what? That's Linda. Linda's a bitch. I know where she lives. She lives on Mechanic Street. That's where she is. You can go get her. You know. She's got shelves of stolen items yeah. in her apartment. This is her phone number. She stole my man years ago. <laughs> uh, to anyone who treats their Uber driver like a therapist or a legal counselor, yeah. there is no Uber driver passenger privilege. You know that, right? Uh, an Uber driver can just uh, you know tell anybody anything? Well, well, like what happens in the Uber doesn't stay in the Uber, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there is no official privilege that I know of. Last Friday, a 41-year-old man in Maine named Kevin Gray ordered a rideshare to a TJ Maxx. Then he blabbed to the driver about how he was planning to steal from the store, how he had warrants out for his arrest, and then he showed the driver the drugs he had on him. The driver uh, dropped Kevin off and then called the police, and then the police showed up and found Kevin. They knew uh, who he was because this was his 12th arrest of 2023. Right. Which means he's ahead of an arrest per month pace, and there isn't a full rundown of his rap sheet, but it sounds like they're mostly theft-related. You know, um, okay, there's no Uber passenger privilege, 
But if you start showing off like illegal uh, items, you know, stolen items to your driver, or the or the driver turns you into the police, wouldn't that ultimately have a negative effect on your Uber rating? Yeah, I would think it would be. I mean, I'm I, listen. I'm gonna hold on to a four point nine forever, and I don't even know why I got docked a few. But nevertheless. Yeah, you know, I never did anything in an Uber you know what? other than vomit in it that uh, that went against me. You vomited in an Uber. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a long night. Okay. In the Uber or on the Uber? On. That's a, that's a big difference between in and on. Yeah, it's about 200 bucks oh, the difference okay. between either cleaning puke out of inside or outside of an Uber. All right, so you got the uh, you got the cheaper uh, thing. I only have a 4.9. I got a 4.92, technically. I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know what I did other than that one thing. Actually, I know why. From me being out in Vegas eating those White Castle burgers in the back of the car. Oh, you got all greasy? And I had grease all down my shirt because I had like, uh, I probably had like 100 milligrams of edibles. (laughs) (laughs) And my friend who lived in Vegas, she says, all right, uh, we're going to go home. It was her and her boyfriend. She's like, we're going to go home. She's like, uh. Have fun," she goes. "But don't don't take a cab. They're so much more expensive than the Ubers. Walk. You had to walk up to a certain thing to get the Uber. Yeah. And uh, as I'm walking, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get that that Uber going up to that street. But then the biggest White Castle I've ever seen popped in front of me, and I'm like, <laughs> I have to go in here and get an eight pack of double cheeseburgers with extra pickles and ketchup. Sure. And that's exactly what I did. And then I walked out, and I really didn't feel like walking that extra two blocks because there was a cab right there. And as I'm eating the burgers and they're sliding down my chin and my throat, I realize that the fare of the cab is now at $25. We've only gone like three blocks, and that was <laughs> that was the most it was to get there. Wow. And it caught, wound up costing me 50, 50-something dollars for the, uh, for the cab ride. But those White Castle burgers... I was probably the sexiest I could have ever been oh, at that moment. It's 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 the sexiest of all yeah. the fast food chains. And I'm guessing the 4.92 came when the guy had to clean up the onions and the pickles and the ketchup off the seat, <laughs> as well as the grease. You know, I never figured out. It's okay. All right, so we're a uh, we're a recreational marijuana state here yeah. in Massachusetts, but yet the one place that we lack with all the marijuana going in and out of this state yeah. is a White Castle. You I imagine. Mean, you you imagine the kind of money you would make with a White Castle franchise in Springfield? Hey, uh, in the grocery stores they sell the boxes of them. Yeah, that's not the same as going into a, I know I know going through a drive-through and picking up a, a whole sack full of sliders. I know it's not the same, but it just goes to show you that there would be people interested in it if they're buying them from the frozen food section, and they've been there for a few years, so it's not like they they're not being bought. I would open up a White Castle. Within a 50-foot radius of any dispensary here in Springfield. That's kind of the way it is in Vegas. That's there's the way like, it's got to be, man. There's a, there's like a, there was like a whole row of, and it's weird out there. There was a whole row of, uh, it was almost like a, like a tented area where they had dispensaries. It's not like here. Still with the ID like checking a, and all it's that. It's like an open-air market kind of thing? Well, because they're open 24 hours a day, and it, and it's kind of like one of these, it's like a sheltered thing, and mm. it has like a tent front to it uh, that you can go in and, and, and get that. Like the Faneuil Hall of Weed. Yeah, kind of like that, but but a, next to almost every dispensary is something to eat. 
whether it be a taco place or a, or a sandwiches place, it's, it's the perfect place to, to go. Wow. To, if you want to get high and, and, and eat a lot of food at the same time. Everything about that sounds good. Well, would you like to go with me someday? <laughs> we can go. Out, we can go on a magical mystery tour yeah. out to out to Vegas. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: uh, sunny with a high of forty-five. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of forty-nine. Could see some uh, icy spots depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. High, and it's uh, thirty-seven right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Uh- Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's classic rock at six fifty-four and Bad Company with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, sunny today with a high of 45. Rainy tonight into tomorrow. Could see some icy spots depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley and high for 49 tomorrow. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, this Friday, the Rock 102 Road Crew from 5 to 6 is going to be a great awakening brewing in uh, Westfield. And the first 50 people that come to the Rock 102 table will receive a limited edition Rock 102 Westfield's Classic Rock t-shirt. Very, very Cool. And while you're there, you can try one of their Great Awakening Brewing's uh, great beers like uh, Sky Guy, Double IPA. Grab some new merch, including flannels, beanies, and glassware. Plus the T-shirt. Shut up. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. It's uh, this Friday, 5 to 6, at the Great Awakening Brewing, uh, 77 Mill Street in Westfield. from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Sweet. You remember years ago uh, on this show, uh, you guys had talked about play-doh perfume remember there was a guy who like made perfumes that, that smelled, smelled like play-doh like play-doh and grass and like it was all this weird stuff yeah kalua scented perfume is now a thing that exists it's supposed to smell like an espresso martini so vodka kalua and coffee i dated her once <laughs> she smelled just like that <laughs> you you yeah. make it sound like it's a it's not an appealing smell uh they're also doing it as part of the espresso martini's 40th birthday this year we celebrate the birthday of the espresso I martini. Didn't think that was worthy of a, of, a, of a real celebration. You can pre-order it at imaginaryauthors.com for a low price of $105 a bottle. Yeah, okay, okay. sure. Yeah. And then there's a fish-flavored liquor also arrives this month. I think I dated her once. <laughs> a uh, place in New Hampshire called Tamworth Distilling has a new brandy that tastes like smoked trout. Ugh. Yeah, I definitely dated her. <laughs> Uh, they started selling it November. Brandy. S- yeah, yeah, Brandy. She's a fine girl. <laughs> Not wife material, though. No, no, no. no. no, no. Uh, $65 a bottle. They also have whiskey that tastes like crab and uh, another that tastes like deer meat. That's not, why, why would you spend 60 bucks to drink something that tastes why, like that? Why don't you just eat venison jerky and drink some Jack Daniels? It's the same thing. You'll probably, you yeah. probably spend just as much. And uh, a new report, this is all tied in together, found Americans. Oh, this is a survey, by the way. Today. Okay. All right. Survey, right. Uh, survey said. There you go. Uh, a new report found Americans are not the biggest binge drinkers in the world, but we are up there. It looked uh, at 33 wealthy nations and how common it is. They defined it as six or more drinks in one drinking session. Okay? Okay. Denmark is number one. Denmark? Yeah. 37% of Danes have uh, done some binge drinking in the last month, including Claire Danes. I saw her uh, (laughs) popping down a bottle of pop-off like it was water. Then it's Romania at 36%. The U.K., 35%, and the U.S. is number 10 at 23%. We're that far back? For binge drinking. 
Well, I mean, you know, there's some people that throw off the whole curve. I'm trying to figure out what the what they drink in uh, in Denmark. Isn't it beer? Isn't it Danish beer? Isn't it uh, uh, an akavit? It is a, a Scandinavian spirit that usually is distilled from grains or potatoes. All right. Really? Uh, yeah, it has uh, often flavored with uh, botanicals and caraway and dill, or fennel, coriander, cloves, or cumin. Cumin. Mm, is that that how sounds, you say that? That's how you say it. Yep. That's how it is said, Steve. I want that T-shirt that has the uh, the picture of uh, cumin on it. Yeah. And Mrs. Dash, like, <laughs> smashing into each other, and it says, I'm cumin. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah. It's 659 Rock 102. And now... Max's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I have said many times in this cleverly written feature, when it comes to competitive sports, be it at the professional and or collegiate level, if you're not cheating, you're simply not playing to win. Whether it be through point-shaving steroids, taking falls, or deflated balls, there's always a new and exciting way of gaining an unfair advantage. As if somehow there's something unethical about taking a few shots at an unorthodox method of friendly competition. Over the last several weeks, there's been a lot said about the second-ranked Michigan Wolverines who find themselves in the unfortunate position of having to answer to allegations that they may have been guilty of stealing signs from other teams by illegally scouting those teams in person. That is apparently a violation of NCAA rules, but now things are getting more complicated. According to reports, the University of Michigan has just alleged that it isn't just a Michigan problem, but schools like Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue have all sent live scouts to steal their signs too, particularly ahead of last year's Big Ten championship game between the Wolverines and the Purdue Boilermakers. In fact, Michigan is claiming that all three of those schools shared their information with Purdue, but it would be Michigan who had the last lap, winning that game 43-22 for their second conference championship in a row. In other words, how can it be wrong when all the cool kids are doing it? Now, while I'm sure everybody would like to think that Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh is some sort of mastermind, he's just doing what everybody else is doing to them. If I didn't know any better, I would think this is a disagreement between five-year-olds, but it's not. The NCAA has already warned Michigan they're about to get a taste of their own medicine. Could be a timeout. Perhaps the team has to stand in the corner. But if they don't start playing nice, they're going to give Michigan something to really cry about. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Fall cleanup. Maybe you just need a decent rake or a pair of gloves. Maybe you need an Ego battery-powered blower or a steel chainsaw. Go to Rocky's. Get the right tools to make fall cleanup fast and easy. Get everything you need at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 45, but windy. Tonight, rainy with a high of uh, 49 for tomorrow. Could be icy depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, I talked to you last week about uh, my mortgage company. My mortgage was Wells Fargo. Yeah. And then they sold the mortgage because they do that kind of thing all the time, I guess. They sold it to uh, a place called Mr. Cooper, right? 
which seems kind of like uh, the kind of name you wouldn't really trust somebody, even though his name is Mr. Cooper. No, especially who's handling your home mortgage with sensitive information. Yeah. And as I went to log in to uh, Mr. Cooper, it said, yeah, well, by the way, this was going back like maybe five months ago. Yeah. By the way, in another month, we're getting rid of this whole touch ID, face ID, all that stuff, and no two-factor authentication. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's perfectly acceptable for a financial institution that uh, protects sensitive data like social security numbers and things like that. You don't need that stuff right? to be private. Right. No, you don't. And uh, and then, uh, lo and behold, last week, I get an email from Mr. Cooper, mm-hmm. the Mr. Cooper team, not actual Mr. Cooper. He wasn't available. Apparently, he got his identity stolen. <laughs> and, <laughs> he had to change his name and his password. And uh, they're like, well, we don't really know what's going on. We shut everything down. Nothing has been compromised that we know of yet. 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 Until they start digging, and then they, they have to come up with a way to figure out, how do we break this to people and not get sued? Well, I think when you tell everybody, listen, you know all those uh, fail-safes that other large companies put yeah. in place to protect you, the consumer? We're not getting involved in that. Uh, it's a really good idea, and I just did this because, actually, I was talking to the boss about this, uh, Alex, uh, last week, and he's saying, you know, you should freeze your credit. Yeah. Because... If you freeze your own credit, you call the credit bureaus and you freeze them, then there's fail-safe so nobody can just start opening up accounts. Because the fact is, pretty much everybody's data is available or has been sold at some point throughout your life. If if you have used online services for anything, Mm -hmm. your data, including all your information, where you live, your social security number, all that stuff, is has been compromised i'm sure it has because there's just too many of these things to uh you know go around with and you know the 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 sad part about it is is that you know not enough people either look at their credit card statements carefully or their banking statements carefully nor do they they ever look at their credit report Mm -hmm. to see what's on there because there's a lot of stuff that could show up that's not yours. I'm constantly monitoring mine. I have a, a thing that came along with one of the credit cards I have yeah. that pretty much it monitors your credit activity and it lets you know right away in case somebody's, you know, it tells me if there's anything being charged to the card, tells me if anybody's trying to open an up account under my name or anything like that. And there has been some um, dark web data. A- and you can see that it was... It was an old email. Well, it was an email address that I currently used, a personal one. Right. But it had an old password to it. So, like I'm saying, at some point, somebody has gotten into your stuff or has at least uh, gotten a hold of your credentials, and you could be compromised, too. Now, it, it, admittedly, I'm not as careful as I think you are. Like, you're, like you're, I mean, you're, you're talking about you're constantly looking at it. I mean, I, I kind of look at it, you know, want to get around to it, which yeah. is a mistake because... I told you a couple of years ago, there was some, I don't know, it, like some, you know, credit protection service. Yeah, that, we talked about, yeah, you're That right, yeah. apparently I had signed up for, but I have no recollection of, and they were charging me like $6 a month for like three years. But because I'm such a dope, I just like, oh, it's on the, it's on the statement. It must've been something I, uh, I signed up for. And it turns out I didn't sign up for that. In fact, the whole thing was a phony baloney scam. Wasn't this whole thing going on for like two years? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah.
What's it like to live in that ivory tower where you don't really pay attention to stuff like that? You know, uh, you ever ever uh, find yourself in a position where you realize you've made a major mistake? Yeah. And there's this uh, feeling of this, you know, like this rush of adrenaline mm-hmm. in your body that makes you simultaneously want to scream and vomit at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt. But you don't feel that way anymore. Well, now, no, because it's now off my, uh, it's off my, uh, my accounts. And uh, these people yeah. scammed you for they they scammed me. I had to um, I had to cancel my credit card because I don't even know. It, I made a purchase at the men's warehouse, and I was gonna I was gonna like the way I looked, but he I, he you're gonna yeah. like the way you get frauded. Yeah, you're like you're gonna like the way you get frauded. <laughs> I bu- I bought some at the men's warehouse, and then for like two months after that, there was a charge on there that it was so small. That I'm like, it says men's warehouse plan fee. And I go, what? Did I sign up for something? Like, I'm thinking, did I sign up for something at the desk Yeah. when I went there? And uh, I had called the men's warehouse, and they're like, no, you, you, your card got compromised somehow. I it was, You know, they're not going to admit that it <clears throat> was from them. Right. But, I mean, it was $5.60. It was like this such a small amount that most people probably would. I didn't notice it for two months until the second time it came around. Yeah. And I saw the notification saying men's warehouse plan fee for $5.60. You got to call it. And so I had to call and cancel the card, get the new card reissued. It's a big pain in the butt. Of course but it is. I'd rather go through that than go through somebody stealing identities and things like that. We went to a restaurant with some friends of ours and we split the we split the tab. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And we both use credit cards and split it down the middle. No big deal, right? Happens all the time. So we get shot. This would have been sometime like in, I don't know, late May, early June, somewhere around there. And uh, we pay. And then like two or three months later, we we both get an additional charge from this same restaurant. What? For like 20 bucks. Same amount for both of us. Okay. And we're like. What is this? We've only been to this restaurant once in our lifetime. We didn't go back, and we certainly didn't go back three months later and forget about it. Apparently, they somebody along the line was taking credit card information from this restaurant yeah. and charging customers twenty bucks. Okay, it's well, like you know, there it's you like, go. I, but and, the thing, what, the thing I'm, what I'm getting at is, we would never have noticed that because we had bet we we acknowledge we went to the restaurant we it would have slipped our mind except yeah. our friends got the same charge and neither one of us could figure out why and you know, and this is why it's so important to read all the transactions that you totally. go through because $5.60 doesn't really make a big impact on the bill yeah but if, if they're doing it to a thousand people it that, makes a big difference to somebody right but but most people like myself i didn't notice it the first time i yeah. only noticed it because i noticed the the notification come back up again you really got to be careful like you know what you're typing your information into uh you know there's so many people that can steal it so quickly and you don't want that to happen yeah and 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 stupidly a lot of us think well it couldn't possibly happen to me and it's only five bucks big whoop 20 bucks no big deal no if they're screwing you uh over and over again and you're not paying attention then, then shame on you. Uh, this latest one, one of the world's largest mobile data brokers, Cochaba, has lost its uh, battle to stop the FTC from revealing what the FTC has alleged is a disturbing widespread pattern of un- unfair use and sale of sensitive data without consent from hundreds of millions of people. Okay. 
Excuse me, I just had to get a drink in there. I little, like, you, you choked on those numbers. I did choke on those numbers. The FTC has accused Cochava of violating the FTC Act by amassing and disclosing, quote, a staggering amount of sensitive and identifying information about consumers, alleging that Cochava's database includes products seemingly capable of identi- identifying nearly every single person in the United States. <laughs> According to the FCC, Cochava's uh, customers, ostensibly uh, advertisers, uh, can access this data to trace invid- individuals' movements, including to sensitive locations like hospitals, shelters, places of worship, with a promised accuracy within a few meters over a day, a week, a month, or even a year. So they're selling it to advertisers going, hey, yeah, you want to get this guy because he's near a TJ Maxx, start showing him TJ Maxx ads. I'm telling you, th- th- these... Instagrams and all these things listen to you, and then they show you ads based on what you were just talking about. Yeah, that happens a lot. You're compromised all day yeah. long. There, you have no real level of of privacy. Yeah, uh, the FTC also alleged Kachava makes it easy for advertisers to target customers by categories that are often based on specific sensitive and personal characteristics or attributes identified from its massive collection of data about individual consumers. These audience segments allegedly allow advertisers to conduct invasive targeting by grouping people not just by common data points like age or gender, but by places they have visited, political associations, or even their current circumstances, like whether they're expectant parents or not. It's listening to you. Yeah. They, they have all your information. So for all the people who are like, I'm not signing up for that dumb TikTok. I don't want the Chinese government getting all my information. I hate to break it to you. But they've already got it. It's already out there. So (laughs) sleep well tonight, folks. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's so good at it. Hey, uh, if you missed any part of uh, today's show, check out the daily podcast. It's going to be uh, posted just after the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and on rock102.com. It's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, uh, Rockabilly legend uh, Tav Falco. Got a brand new album out with the, his uh, band called the uh, Panther Burns. It's a really interesting interview. Make you sh- check that out on rock102.com. You know, uh, you know what I'm doing Saturday? No. Uh, go Bright Nights Ball. Oh yeah, there's that. There's that. And then uh, I'm doing the the meat truck thing out in Chicopee. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The backyard butchers are back, and we're gonna be selling meat out of the back of a truck. Perfectly safe. It's good. Come on down. Enjoy yourself. Which uh, parking lot are you in again? Uh, I believe it's the AutoZone parking lot on Memorial Drive. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, we'll get that done. I'm going to two bougie balls, the bright <laughs> the Bright Nights Ball and the Meat Ball. <laughs> right one requires a black tie yes and the other one just requires you to show up that's that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's all you need you uh-huh. yeah maybe bring a cooler with you just in case yeah just in case you want to get some uh you know 20 ribeyes for 40 bucks not a bad deal not a bad deal not at not all a bad deal at all hell no we got news coming up next to rock 102 here's your western 732 with Bax and nagel on rock 102 it's time for news it's brought to you by health new england they're here with you every step of the way his local radio icon Steve Nagel. Dom Dom is on like Donkey Kong. Long Justin Silva is a thing of the past. Well, no, he says, uh, you know, this is the start of a movement, and he'll be back. 
All right. He'll be at the mayor like a horny puppy. Just keeps coming at him. Springfield Mayor Dom Dom successfully secured his position against challenger Justin Hurst yesterday. Sarno, the longest-serving mayor, been elected in 2007, has now secured a sixth term in office. The city switched from a two-year to four-year mayoral term in 2011. Running against him this year was uh, city councilor at large, Justin Hurst. Now, before anyone thinks that uh, you know the people of Springfield have spoken, uh, there are a hundred. Let me just uh, reiterate these uh, these numbers for you. There are one hundred and fifty-five thousand people that live in the city of Springfield, and of that hundred and fifty-five thousand, only seventy-three thousand are registered voters. Which means that of the 21,000 people that voted yesterday, there were 55,000 people that sat home and said, I am not going to get involved in this foolishness. That is a really uh, pee-poor turnout, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a poor turnout. I mean, when your mayor gets uh, 12,000 votes and his opponent gets 8,900, it's like uh, very few are determining the future of the city. That's a... Uh, that's a very piss poor turnout. Do you think that's an accurate representation of how everybody feels, though? Probably. Most people, or a good uh, portion of people, are totally disengaged in this process. You know, I once hit a huge rock with my golf club. They call it the moon now. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Just rip it and grip it, Mr. Mayor. You know, when I drop a sandwich, it keeps hanging in the air above the ground. Doesn't want to get hurt. <laughs> get dropped. Have I ever told you the time I dribbled a bowling ball? No, I've heard that before. Yeah. I do it at the gym every morning. That's why it needs to be shut down for repairs every single day that I'm in there. He built the South End Community Center by hand in three days. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I give my sweetheart wife a still beating heart every Valentine's Day. <laughs> she loves it. She knows I'm the man. Carla's a nice lady. I don't imagine she really likes it no, all that I, much. She, she doesn't. She doesn't. This, these are all just fun. This is all just fun. Of stuff. course. I, you know, instead of my, uh, mu- uh, instead of a mug of coffee in the morning like everybody else, I just chew on a mug of full of nails. <laughs> I know Victoria's Secret. <laughs> she was made up by a dude. I heard that my kid playing that song on the radio last week. Did you know that? No, Did you know that uh, Victoria I, was made up by that. a dude? No. I didn't know that. It seems to make sense. And this little Jax comes along, tells everybody about it, and I'm like, amazed. You amazed me. I had no idea Victoria was a man. Huh. You'll thank it. Yeah. That's a pretty big secret. Well, there you go. Uh, lots of other uh, elections throughout the uh, western Massachusetts. Uh, nothing to really talk about. Uh, a couple of new school committee members in East Hampton. Hopefully none of them are offended by anything. Uh, hopefully we can just move on from that little. Debacle. Well, let's hope so. Maybe next year, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I thought that was from Connecticut. Oh, yeah, this one. A mother drove her child to school in Ledyard while drunk, according to police. Hmm. Led your police say they arrested uh, 33-year-old Christina Morissette of Mashantucket and charged her with driving under the influence and risk of injury to a minor. Uh, they said they were called to Ledyard Middle School around 11.50 a.m. on Monday for a report of an intoxicated person. Dispatchers were told that a woman pulled into the parent drop-off area and appeared to be drunk. School staff told the police that the woman behaved erratically while she dropped off the child. When officers arrived, they identified her as Morissette 
They also uh, said she failed a field sobriety test and was brought to the police department uh, where she was booked on a $7,500 bond. Now, uh, clearly, this is a, a potentially irresponsible individual. Was she drunk from the night before or was this drunk from the time she woke up? I don't know. It's hard to say at 11.50 a.m. It's early in the day. Like I mean, you, I, she I could have started at 9. I suppose, but I just don't, uh, I don't know. That, that would be a, a good question. Where was she in her drunk uh, spectrum? I say, I just feel so awful for the kid that that has to deal with that now, you know. Well, I think that kid's probably been dealing with it all along. Well, that's what I'm saying, but now we've come to a point where the kid is now embarrassed because of the actions of and the kid shouldn't be embarrassed, but that's I'm sure the way the kid feels. Sure. You know, he shouldn't really be showing up like that drunk. No, um to school. You don't. But I remember uh as a kid, and when you're a kid you don't even really you know, I didn't realize what I was smelling. Yeah. But I remember smelling the breath of teachers or custodians that may have been drinking. Like there was that, you know, that, that ever present smell of booze, like you could smell it on somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could smell it on some of them. Yeah, you probably could. You're talking about like, you know, the seventies and, and maybe like uh, early eighties. But I remember more than my share of educators who yeah, may I, have been a cock. I had a teacher in uh, sixth grade who was drinking all the time. And then when I uh, became her age, I'm like, oh, I can see why she was doing that. <laughs> I can see why yeah, she did that. You stuck with all those little kids all day? A man with a machete uh, attacked a victim in Windsor Locks. I believe it's pronounced machete. Whatever, Mr. What's that school you went to? Uh, Marquette. Marquette. Yeah. Marqu- Marquette. No, it's Marquette. Are you sure? Yes, the U is silent. Uh, anyway, uh, a man with a machete attacked a victim in Windsor Locks driveway over the weekend, according to police. Uh, authorities said it happened at a home on Suffield Street on Saturday around 12.30 p.m. A 27-year-old man grabbed a machete from the trunk of his vehicle. He then swung it at a 46-year-old man in a violent manner, threatening the victim with severe bodily injury. Uh, the victim then ran away. The assailant swung the machete at the victim, cutting him with the machete blade. The suspect hit the upper left sleeve of the victim's sweatshirt, which caused a minor tear. In the uh, sweatshirt. In the sweatshirt, yeah. Uh, Windsor Locks police said the assailant was identified. Anyone with home video camera footage in the area was asked to call police. The incident remains under investigation. Machete attack. Ugh, no thank you. That's not really a, a fun thing to be doing, the machete attack. Machete mm. attack. Yeah, I, I listen to... Uh, no thanks. I'd much rather have you hurl insults at me. That I can handle. Machetes. Yeah, you're swiping a machete across my chest. I'm not interested. Uh, what do you think you'd be more scared of? Somebody holding a gun to your f- face or or a machete in front of you? You think you'd be equally uh, as scared? I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe the machete. At least the gun's quick. Yeah. And maybe I could talk the guy out of uh, shooting me with a gun. But a guy with a machete, he's got to be really angry to use a machete against you. Yeah, that that does take a little extra. Takes a little bit more emotion, mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, physical effort and exertion. A teenage boy in Arizona is in critical condition after he crashed his motorcycle into a cow. 
According to the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, deputies were called Monday night to an area in SunWest, about 90 miles west of Phoenix, for a motorcycle crash. When they arrived, deputies found a 16-year-old motorcyclist who had struck the cow. The team was then rushed to the hospital in critical condition. It's unclear what happened to the cow. <clears throat> Why is it unclear what happened to the cow? I don't know. Uh, my question is more, who had the right of way? Well, I'm sure the cow was crossing in one of those cattle crossing signs. Okay, but was the sign lit? I mean, would the sign say, uh, no, walk, do not walk? Uh, Maybe. Maybe the crossing did, light did the, was did on. Did the cow press the button to get across the street? And it would go that beep boop, beep boop. Beep boop. You may walk. Yeah, but and then the cow's like, I can't stick around for this. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get to the other side. I gotta chase that chicken that was over there. And he starts walking across the road, and bam! Kawasaki hits you right in the face. You know, I can already see John Heyman calling up the uh, the guy on the motorcycle. I actually can see John Heyman yeah. going after the cow. Yeah. Hey, look. Sh- let's you know, so let's shake this cow down for whatever he's worth. See if his insurance company will pay for this. You've already suffered quite enough. Yeah. If somebody tips you over. We'll, we'll pick, pick you, you up. up. Yeah. The cow tipping lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> we should have one of those. We should. Yeah. Yeah. There was a the the, uh, the police chief in Huntington uh, hit a deer on a motorcycle. He got pretty banged up. The deer or the chief? The chief. Yeah, I would think so. I'm pretty sure the deer was dead, too. I don't know. Hey, I, yeah, the, again, they never follow up. He actually could be in the woods of Montgomery still, and nobody really knows. <laughs> Just hanging out there. So nobody reported uh, whether or not this uh, this cow suffered life threatening injuries, or you know whether he expects well, that, a full recovery. That's what I'm saying. Uh, this is a you know bigger news division than like a 22. Mm-hmm. This is Arizona Phoenix news station. That's a huge TV station. Yeah, you think they have a little bit better uh, information of what happened to the cow? You know what? TV stations are just like radio. They're all toilets. They just flush differently. Are they gonna put a, like a roadside <laughs> memorial? For a cow, yes. Why not? Why not? Put a little bell on a on a like a little crucifix. Yeah. yeah. Bessie, we miss you. You know. Have a little cross yeah. up there. Yeah. Here, here lies Bossy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm telling you, we could, uh, we could, we could get into the business of providing memor- roadside memorials for for dead animals. Have you lost a cow or some other close livestock to you and your family? Yes. Have We'd you, like to help. Have you recently had a raccoon going through your yard that was, life was cut short by a box truck yesterday? Do you have that? <laughs> we can provide. Uh, during this sensitive time, we would be happy to submit a obituary in any number of uh, agricultural magazines or um, any kind of, uh, you know, livestock. Livestock. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Flyer or or or, or 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 newspaper. I I love the uh, those pictures where people put balloon get well balloons on the dead animals on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something so funny about that. It's yeah. not funny that the animal's dead. It's just funny, like ah, that's kind of funny because you know that animal's never getting up. Yeah, yeah. And it's just funny that someone wasted money on balloons. I know those Kevlar balloons are uh, pretty expensive. Mylar. 
Oh, they were Kevlar. <laughs> so you can't shoot them yeah, down. Right, 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 right. See where I'm going with this stuff? No, I actually messed that up. I really thought it was Kevlar. Yeah, but you recovered real nice. Well, hey, you know, this is what I do. Just banging out material left and right. Uh, sunny today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 49. It is 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. This is Ryan. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751, and the Beatles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 45, but windy. And tonight, rainy with a high of 49 uh, t- for tomorrow. But it could get icy tonight. There's a little winter weather advisory in effect for Berkshire County, but that could extend uh, into other parts of Western Mass uh, by the time it's all said and done. Uh, 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Less than uh, two weeks away from uh, the Mayflower Marathon kicking off at MGM Springfield. We're going to be uh, trying to fill four trailers of non-perishable food donations for the open pantry about this time of year. Considering the uh, the demand that that has been upon, placed upon them with so many people uh, now taking advantage of their services, they need your help and they need it real badly. Start up your collection now at work or at school or at home, around the neighborhood. You can even donate online at rock102.com. It's going to be a, a hell of an event. 52 hours starting on Monday the 20th, ending on Wednesday the 22nd. Again, outside the South End Market at MGM Springfield. Thanks to all of our sponsors that include Capital Moving and Storage, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, Affordable Waste Solutions, Armant Trucking, MGM Springfield, and many more. You get all the details at rock102.com. By the way, there's a couple of events that are going on with the Springfield Thunderbirds. We'll be collecting food uh, Friday nights, uh, the Friday night home games throughout the month of November. And then the, the night before Thanksgiving, the final day of the Mayflower Marathon, mm-hmm. it's going to be a Mayflower Marathon night at the Springfield Thunderbirds uh, game against, I think, Bridgeport. And it's going to be an absolute blast. And by the way, when we are at those uh, those Thunderbird games, that's when we'll be selling those wicked cool yeah. Mayflower Marathon hockey jerseys. Yes, uh, the the one that everybody wants is the Mayflower Marathon hockey jersey. I'm telling you, every time I've, I've worn that thing out, uh, people just, you know, they're all saying, how can I get one? It's, it's just that cool. Well, it'll be available uh, during those uh, Friday nights that we're going to be at the Thunderbird games. Yeah, lots of lots of compliments. People, yeah. People like the look. And Gigi Inks did a really good job putting those together. Uh, a couple things. Uh, we have something to give away in a minute, though. Uh, oh, yeah. Point. We could probably well, do that. We'll do that in a minute. But uh, driving up 91 yesterday through downtown, and they have that big mass DOT sign. Yeah. And it says, snowplow drivers, uh, call. And then it like switches to the next thing. And it just says 857. And there was no other information. Nothing? No. I think uh, if you're having a hard time finding snowplow drivers, you might want to try finding somebody that can work that sign properly because the information wasn't even there. That's weird. They're having a they're having a shortage of snowplow drivers this year. Again. For like <laughs> the uh, third year in a row. You know, uh, if I had, if I were like one of these independent guys, and uh, you know, like you know, plowing snow, you know, I don't care what kind of truck you got, you know, the the truck gets some wear and tear when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm kind of like a, I'm now a truck guy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be putting the plow in my truck. I wouldn't do that. I, no, I'm not damaging my nice new truck. Hell no. That's not really a plow vehicle anyway. The one I got? Yeah. No, it's not really. It's a smaller model, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be plowing anybody. 
Remember that uh, years ago they were selling the auto plow? Yes. Find one for your car. <laughs> How well did that work out? Well, that's probably the reason why it's hard to find now because yeah. they didn't work then. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, if you want a uh, if you want a job uh, snow plowing from Mass DOT, call eight five seven. Uh, Grunge Fest is coming to uh, Four Season by the Lake in Stafford Spring on November nineteenth, uh, uh, featuring uh, Revelations, a Chris Cornell tribute band, and Sage King and the Rotten Apple, which is an Alice in Chains tribute band. The tickets are uh, available right now. Four pack of tickets uh, to the tenth caller at two nine three one zero two one. Good luck to you. Oh yeah! All right, all right. It's Bax and Dangle on Rock one hundred two. Live in concert. Saturday. It's Classic Rock. It's 809 and Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny today with a high of 45, but windy and a little chilly out there. Tonight, rain moves in. It could be icy if you're in um, Berkshire County. There's a winter weather advisory in effect tonight until tomorrow morning. So it could be icy tomorrow on your commute. Uh, high of 49 for tomorrow. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. You're a big fruitcake guy, aren't you? I like a good fruitcake. Uh, you know, in some ways we are a divided country, but when it comes to fruitcake, we're not equally divided. It's more like we're sliced, you know, nice. like a, yeah. like well, a large chunk of Americans who hate fruitcake and a small sliver who like it. That would be you. Well, I've, a small sliver. I've never just had a small sliver of, uh, of fruitcake. I, uh, I love the stuff. Yeah. I, I know, I know I'm, uh, I know it's not a popular opinion amongst most people. But right. uh, that is like one of those things that uh, that I love. I mean, I'm sure this thing that uh, many people find gross that that you love, right? Food wise, um, I don't know. I'm pretty basic. I'm your basic bitch. There's not. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I've always thought that to be true. But yeah. there's, there's never been like one thing that you really like that you don't want people to know about, like you know, candy corn or circus peanuts or fruitcake. I don't think there's anything I particularly like uh, that is odd that other people wouldn't eat. I have had friends who have had the, you know, the peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich thing, and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And he still eats them. I know he does. That's not right. Yeah. I mean, I've tried it, and it's not it's not awful. It, uh, it sounds worse than it is, but it would never be a, a choice of mine. Like when it comes to des- holiday desserts, mm-hmm. pecan pie is my number one. I love pecan pie. See, I'm not a big fan of it. Yes, yeah. I mean, I can only eat like one or two slices of it because it's got so much sugar in it. That's a, that's but, the thing uh, for me. It's like, it's like you know, I love the nuts. Mm-hmm. I love a good uh, a good bunch of nuts. I gotta have nuts uh, around me all day long. It's 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 the sweetness of it. It's too much. Yeah, too much. All right. Well, Sun Made, you know them, right? The raisin people. The raisin. Well, they make other dried fruits as well. They are making their position clear. They just announced that they're breaking up with fruitcake. They say they appreciate that people have used their dried fruits to make fruitcakes in the past, but they're over it now. In a statement, they say, We'll always be grateful for the many sweet moments and cherished memories we had together, but the time has come for us to branch out and explore new dried fruit pairings and flavor potentials. This is just a tongue-in-cheek marketing uh, thing that they're doing. I don't know if that is. I think they've got a real bug, a real bug up their ass about this. Uh... How is the marketing of raisins going right now? You know, to me, raisins are one of those uh, one of those things. You either love them or you can't stand them. It's not exactly a piece of cake right now, is it? No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Some I I happen to like raisins. Uh, Some people find them to be disgusting. To show that they're moving on, Sunmade has posted some new holiday recipes on their website. 
which uh, I can reveal to you if you want to try yeah, something I, I alternative guess. than a fruitcake. Fruitcake is disgusting. Oh, it's I, delicious. I'd rather, I, I'll tell you what, I'll have a fruitcake over putting that raisin carrot salad together. That's an act of aggression. That tells the people at the party, I don't care for any of you people. Uh, <clears throat> new traditions, check out the recipe. Uh, let's see. Forget fruit fruitcake cookies. That sounds good to me. So they're they're really just kind of redesigning the recipe to make other things. Like I said, this is a marketing ploy. They're not really telling yeah. you not to make fruitcake. They're just saying you can make these, and they're like those three colored label uh, leveled cookies. Yeah, you can make those, and they got little bits of fruit inside of them. How about bacon raisin cornbread stuffed chicken breast? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a big meat and raisin fan. I like I like raisins uh, on their own or another baked goods. Yeah, raisins really don't belong in meat. They don't really. I like grapes on a salad, depending on what kind of salad it is. Yeah, I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big. Uh, a big uh, grape salad fan. But you know, I wouldn't necessarily. I don't mind like a craisin. Sometimes a craisin's quite good on a salad. Those are good. I like the dried cranberries. You know what? Some people, uh, you know, you know, flash their nose up at the dried fruit uh, segment of uh, of food. Mm-hmm. I happen to like it. I like. Uh, I like that. I like dates. I like the apricots. I love all that stuff. How about peanut butter and raisin halva? Uh, I don't know what's, what's halva. Halva's like uh, it looks like just a big block of sugar is what it looks like. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. Uh, get with the comparison to what halva is it's like um you would probably cut it up in like a brownie pan okay and it's uh little squares and it's like little squares of sugar hmm. and fruit how about the holiday biscotti i like a good biscotti how about uh herb or herby herby farro salad i don't know who that is i don't know cinnamon rolls i like cinnamon rolls spiced ice box cake Snowman pancakes you can make out of raisins and uh, yogurt raisins. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Specialty baked brie. The winter apricot cookies. Holiday charcuterie, and the whole board is filled with dried fruits. All right. Okay. That's uh, that's okay. I think we're on to something here. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what is coming? You're talking about cookies? Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is opening up in uh, West Springfield. Crumble cookie, which uh, you know, is a... Sensation all across the country is coming to West Springfield on uh, Riverdale Street. Really? I'm not sure where on Riverdale Street, uh, 935 Riverdale Street. But, yeah, they're putting a crumble cookie over there. What's 9? Let's see what 935 Riverdale Let's see. The bird's eye view of that is, okay, well, there's there's a big parking uh, lot. It's over. Oh, it's the Stop and Shop Plaza. It's the Riverdale Shops. It's going in there. Okay. All right. Cookies. Cookies. What about that? I like those oven-baked cookies that they have at the food truck every once in a while down at MGM. Oh, yeah. Oven-baked cookies? Yeah. They had one on uh, on uh, on uh, Cooley Street for a while. Allen and Cooley. Well, they, they're like down the road from it. Just the thing set up or did they actually? They had it, but I think they closed that location down to bring it to another location. Oh, okay. Wow. But I wouldn't, I, you know, I think it would be great if we had like a cookie food truck out here, like right in our parking lot. You know, These the, vultures would go after it like crazy. I don't know if we'd want to invite that clientele. What, food trucks? No, the people that go to a food truck at the end of a dead-end street in East Longmeadow. 
Maybe, but yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't mind a couple cookies myself. I mean, it's all about location. Yeah. I mean, we could direct people to our parking lot to get whatever the deliciousness of the food truck I'm is. I'm really less concerned about other people and far more concerned with myself. Yeah, well, the food truck ain't going to waste its time just cooking breakfast for the two of us rubes. You know, well, there's other, so? there's other people that work here, Steve. It's not just us, yeah, but, but it's primarily us. But most of those people bring their own lunches. Do they really? I don't know. I see the fridge pretty full after uh, 10 o'clock. I think most people would probably like try to get out of the building. I know I do. The moment the, the show ends, I can't wait to get out of here. Well, most of them do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't think a food truck would work here. Hmm. It's too bad. Do you you want to try it? You see if we can get somebody to get a food truck here to set up in the mornings. If well, that, would, that would be great. That would be that would be wonderful. If anybody out there, you could do food truck of the week here at the Rock 102 parking lot. Oh, I love that. Yeah, why not? But it's got to be early though. I don't want to wait until like nine o'clock in the morning to we, start chowing down. We got plenty of room over in the corner over there. You can sit right up in the corner. Yeah, and you can tell people, hey, drive down Fisher Avenue and you can get a food truck uh, meal in the morning. I I'll mean, tell you, you what, if buy, it's, you have to buy it, but if it's a good food truck, yeah. I, I'd move my car out of the way to take my spot. Oh, I move my car out of the way. You take my spot. I got the executive spot right there by the door. Yeah, I don't know how you landed that one. You know why? Because that guy stopped working here. And, well, actually, he was, like, off for a couple of weeks. And yeah. I was like, I'm just going to start parking here. And then he eventually left. And I said, well, I'll just keep this parking space. It's the it's the executive uh, parking space right next to the building. So you appropriated it all for yourself. Yeah, but it really doesn't mean anything because you still have to walk to the front of the building. It's actually your closer walk than I am to the front door. Yeah, but I don't I don't take that first spot closest to the door. Yeah, I just uh, for whatever reason uh, the turning radius of my car can only go into the lot, second to the second or third space. Well, isn't it already occupied when you get here? No. Oh, it's not. You're the, the lot other. is clear. I got everything. So why don't you just mark your spot and say I'm parking here? Because I feel like, well, after all this time, that's my spot. I've been parking in, that, parking in that spot for 25 years. See, when I first started working here back in 2005, we had so many employees here that that was cordoned off, one for the general manager and one for the employee of the month. Oh, I remember the employee yeah. of the month. I never won that. Well, because there was never a place to find a parking spot here. Like, you could come here at yeah. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and there'd be so many people working here. And now it's like... The tumbleweed will kill you <laughs> as you walk through the parking lot. We have we have trimmed down our workforce so much that there's like four people working here. Yeah, anyone yeah. given time. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, we got plenty of room out here. We're not we're not no basketball hall of fame. We got plenty of room in our parking lot for stuff. Like if you called the front desk and say, "Listen, I got to go pick up a prize. Is there plenty of available parking over there?" They they laugh because like there's nothing but available parking. We got more available parking than the Basketball Hall of Fame. Listen, I picked up them. I won them old Deerfield Craft Fair tickets last week, and I really want to go, but I got my wide load that I got with me. Uh, can you guys accommodate that in your parking lot? Like, yeah, what do you think this is, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame? Of course you can park. You can park here overnight for a week if you wanted to. We're like and a no, Walmart. You can sleep in a camper out here in the parking lot. And unlike the Hall of Fame, no one will ever tell you to leave. That's right. <laughs> and there you go. 
I like how we turn this in from a fruitcake conversation into a situa- parking situation. It's 820 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's so eloquent when he does it. Uh, get a load of this. Not to, not tomorrow, but next Thursday night, we're going to be at uh, White Lion Brewing for some celebrity bartending, uh, November 16th from 6 to 8. Uh, the, the two of us, plus some of your favorite Springfield Thunderbird hockey players, will be pouring beers to raise money for the Mayflower Marathon. A portion of the profits from all Thunderboom burgers and Thunderboom draft and cans will be donated to the Open Pantry. Plus, you can also uh, donate extra with uh, tips or what have you, or you wait for us to uh, shake it down while we're there. Yeah. Uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds Foundation will match all donations made by White Lion. That is awesome. So uh, all the more reason to help, all the more reason to show up next Thursday night, November 16th at White Lion Brewing, downtown Springfield at Tower Square from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. you get one of them burgers. I'm going to get one. The Thunderboom burgers? I'm going to get one, and I'm going to probably uh, leave a few extra uh, just for the uh, for the effort. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, so uh, but uh, I've never had the what is the what is the Thunderboom burger? Uh, I've not had have I had the Thunderboom burger probably if I've been, I've had the the food there a couple of times. Andrew Brow from uh, High Brow and uh, Jackalope is yeah. the uh, does the food over there. Mm-hmm. It's always so damn good. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, that'll a portion of that will be going to uh, the open pantry. Oh, I, j- I accidentally clicked the I'm not 21 thing. No, oh, they shouldn't have done that. All right, Springfield Kitchen. Uh, let's see what we got on the uh, the dinner menu here. Uh, where's the uh, Thunder Boom Burger? Where are we going? Or is it not on the menu? Is it one of these special things that they're doing? I think it's oh, Thunder Boom yeah. Prime Grade Burger, lettuce, tomato, red onion, bacon, pickles, garlic, aioli. Is that how you say? Yeah, that? it's like a mayonnaise. I saw that for sale yesterday at Arnold's. Good stuff. Like aioli. Right. White, white lion beer mustard mm, mm. and shoestring fries. Yeah, they get, yeah I'm the, definitely getting a Thunderboom burger. Yeah, we should do definitely do that while we're there. Uh, ooh, Seuss mac and cheese. Seuss mac and cheese? Yeah. What's that? Uh, pasta, white lion beer, cheese blend, garlic, herbs, goldfish cracker crust. You can add bacon or fried tofu or grilled chicken to no, it I'm or like buffalo it. chicken. You know, you know what is so damn good there? What? It makes your head spin? Those sticky ribs. I know. Oh, my those Lord. Those are my favorite. Unbelievably good. And they sell those down at Jackalope as well, don't they? They do. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you, stuff. Totally worth, uh, totally worth investing in. They got, uh, they got some pretty good uh, eats at all of their restaurants. The highbrow, yep, in Northampton, right? Yeah, and then the Jackalope down on Worthington Street, and, and then, then you got uh, the White Lion, and right. uh, yeah, it's good stuff. That pizza place is amazing. Short rib pizza. Oh my god! It's like it's some. It's like nothing you've ever had before. I'm sure. I like. I, I'm a. I'm a huge short rib uh, dude. Yeah. I love. I love a good rib. I like a good rib too. Yeah, yeah. Especially when like a like a like a beef short rib comes at you, like a, the size of a shoe. Yeah. Well, this is the size of a shoe, but it's all mixed together on a pizza, and it's delicious. With extra shoe. No, no, no. There's no shoe. <laughs> this isn't like the uh, you know uh, the hand uh, the homeless handout. <laughs> Remember, I was talking about the other day about the shoe stew. Right. How like you get a good recipe from those guys at the end of the uh, '91 ramp. <laughs> hey, you got any good recipes? Yeah, yeah. Come on, I got you a couple of shoelaces. Go grab yourself some uh, worn-out Timberlands. And, and, uh, and gravel. Get plenty yeah. of gravel. Yeah, get me uh, get me something we can cook in, like a barrel or some sort of uh, cauldron, and uh, we're going to cook down at Riverfront Park here. We're going to make a shoe stew. 
for you. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. 835 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to $5,000 a sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Rejoice! The residents of East Longmeadow have spoken! A new high school will be built after 900 years of having an old one. The same building. Yes, we're building a new one. Uh, that's right. Residents in East Longmeadow voted on whether or not there should be funding for construction of a new high school to be located at 180 Maple Street, including payment of all costs, incidental or related thereto. They also uh, voted to get the pool. Oh. It's not going to be just the school, but the pool also goes too. The pool and school. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the East Longmeadow High School pool, but uh, there are many kids that opt out of the swimming yeah. Uh, curriculum in uh, physical education because uh, it's gross. What's gross about it? Is it the construction of it? I don't know. I mean, it's just it, got a. It's just got like a like a dank vibe about it. Like the old Minichog one did. Yeah. Before they knocked that down, I, and I a would. New one. I, I know that uh, that pool uh, intimately, but I would say that uh, it may have been actually worse than the Minichog one. The uh, old Minichog right. pool. The new one is uh, you know, beautiful, breathtaking. I learned in that one, the old Minichog pool. That's how you learn how to uh, be buoyant? Yeah, you know, uh, we didn't have a requirement for swimming in New York State. Right. Because up in, up, up in the country, they just throw you into the lake like John Wayne did to that boy in that film. Yeah, right. Say, he'll, he'll learn how to swim. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, <clears throat> so when I moved here, my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. I had to take swimming with a bunch of freshmen. Ew, gross. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have that requirement to, you know, where I went to high school. We didn't, we didn't have a pool. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a, a soccer team. Uh, they canceled hockey when I got there. But... Wood shop and uh, auto shop, mm-hmm. lots of uh, opportunity there. Oh yeah, wood shop and auto shop. There's always opportunity. Oh yeah, uh, the vocational program things. there was uh, yeah. was quite a thing back then. Uh, also in East Longmeadow, residents voted on whether or not there should be funding for a new high school natatorium. What is that? What's a natatorium? I believe that's the pool. Oh, is that what we were just talking about? Yeah. Why do they call it that? I've never heard of a natatorium. So people don't realize that they're voting on a pool. Is that what it is? Oh, it is a pool. How about that? Yeah. I have never heard that word. Natatorium? Ever. It's not used very often. It's only really used for uh, when you're trying to bamboozle voters into deciding whether or not your high school kids deserve a pool. Anyway, the end result was a a resounding yes with over 3,500 votes. So wow. there you go. And they came out in droves for that one. Yes, they did. Moving over to uh, Springfield. May a dom-dom. Rains again. I will continue to bring pain to this city. <laughs> he uh, he secured his position against challenger Justin Hurst. Sarno, the longest-serving mayor in the history of Springfield, and having been the first having been first elected in 2007, has now secured his sixth term in office. A good number of them with the two-year terms. He's only had a couple of four-year terms, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, two, it's a seven to 11, so he won twice before they changed it. Yeah. And then he then it became four years, and now it's been, what, three, four-year, two, four-year terms now? Yep. And, of course, people of Springfield have spoken. 21,000 people voted. 
out of the 73,000 registered voters in town. I was going to say. The real mandate. Christopher Johnson has beaten opponent Cecilia Calabrese for mayor of Agawam. Johnson received 54% of the total vote, while Calabrese received 46 The change in leadership comes after current Agawam mayor Bill Sapelli decided not to receive re-election because he got his name on the school. And then this guy is like, oh, man, I was the first Agawam mayor. I should get my name on a school. Let me run for re-election again. I don't know if Chris you know, Johnson did it just to purely get his name on a building. Do you think somebody's going to call BS if he tries to do that? Uh, potentially, yeah. I, I, I don't, but I don't see him as that kind of guy. Well, Sapelli did it uh, by, uh, well, you know what? Let's just wait till nobody's around, then we'll vote on it. And then, yeah, oh look, oh look at it. everybody wants my name on this school. And then by the time everybody figured it out, it was already too late because they already had the banners up and the sign made. I don't remember where I was. This was recently. Uh, there was an Agawam city councilor that came up to me and said, listen, I know you guys were having fun with the uh, the whole Sapelli thing, but yeah. he really does. Des- you guys done a great job. Really does deserve it. I'm like, I'm sure he does, but um, okay, it shouldn't be voting on there his are- own naming of a building. That's That's my point. There are plenty of people who probably deserve their names to be on buildings. Sure. Uh, to cite the great work that they did. For example, the Richie Neal DPW building on Tapley Street in Springfield. Yeah, right. Uh, those are ones that are driven by the people who are building them or funding them or finding the funding for them. Yeah. That's not really, I don't know. You should let somebody else do that for you. You know what? I'm going to name the school... After the Agawam mayor, like somebody else comes along and says, yeah. "I'm going to do this." I, yeah, okay, like, fine. All right, th- you know what? That's pretty flattering that people would want that in my name. Yes, please go ahead with your uh, go ahead with your little campaign to do that. And if it passes, great. If not, then so what? It's no big deal. Well, we've named stuff here in Springfield after past mayors, right? You know, Boland Way was named after Eddie Boland. Uh, yeah. Uh, Probably a couple other things I haven't thought of. Uh, Bondi's Island. Yeah, I don't know if that was uh, named after Mayor Bondi. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know of anything that's been named after, say, like a Mike Albano or, uh, you know, someone should name something after Charlie Ryan for crying aloud. The guy was, a, you know, like a, a, a mayor for many years. Should be a, maybe a geriatric. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, something that the, like, like. I don't know, say like the uh, Charles V. Ryan Library or something. I'd be happy with a park bench. Just a park bench. I don't need anything, but I'm just saying that you know a guy like Charlie Ryan, I think, uh, deserved what? it. But see, that's the difference. You don't need anything. But if somebody were to suggest, hey, you know what, we should name this X thing after you, and we're going to start that campaign, and you'd be like, okay, well, that's great that you want to do that. Yeah. You would let somebody else do it. I would, you know, I I would stand aside and let it happen. But uh, you know, I'm just saying. But you wouldn't you wouldn't campaign for yourself no. to do it. No. Damn it. This is my last term as mayor, and if I don't get that school named after me, I'm a nobody. You know why? I, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's just me. But I I like uh, every year like like uh like uh, you know, Marquette has these alumni awards. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh I still I'm in contact with my old college uh, advisor, okay? And uh, he said, you should apply for for one of those awards. I'm like, I'm going to self-nominate myself yeah, for yeah. an award? That's how most people do. Really? Yeah. I, that's what I would have to do? That's 
obnoxious. Well, think about anything that somebody gets as a nomination thing. Yeah, There's I know. There's always a chance that somebody out there is going to nominate themselves for, you know, to get the Valley Advocate, for example. We never solicit anybody to vote for us in that contest thing, no. that little best of ag- advocate thing. It's always the same guy because he goes out and he says, hey, you need to go and fill this ballot for the thing. Hey, last year, a yeah. part-timer came right. in second yes. place. Yes, a part-timer. What, that, what, what does that tell you? I, that's what I'm getting at. You know, it's, like the, it's like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Those people that get their name in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You buy that. You pay for yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's like someone should nominate you, not you pay for it yourself. That's really but, kind of self-congratulatory and 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 uh, you know, your ego has been uh, you know run amok. But when they do those ceremonies, they make it sound like, oh yeah, this person finally got their star on yeah. the Walk of Fame. No, that means the the check finally cleared. It, it, there's lots of people that would put money up for a star somewhere yeah, like in the well, Radio Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Not here. I'm going to do that. I'm going to nominate myself for that little thing. Get up there. You'll get my <laughs> vote, Steve. Hey, you know what? I know it doesn't exist anymore, but people loved the Back Steve and Dave show. And I think that would be a good nomination with some audio to yeah. submit to the Hall of Fame. Name five. I can't right now because I can't think of enough fake names. I'm just saying that there were a lot of people out there that liked that. And and by golly, we're going to get nominated into the Radio Hall of Fame, the Massachusetts. No, you know what? The National Radio oh, Hall yeah. of Fame. That's, How about that's, that? That's the yeah, one. That's, that's the one. It. That's the one we're taking. Your Pioneer Valley forecast, though. I didn't even get to tell. I'll tell you more about the pizza place in a minute. Uh, 45 for a high today. Going to be uh, pretty windy out there, too. Tonight, rain moves in. Could be some icy spots in the uh, the Berkshire area. There is a, um, a winter weather advisory in effect tonight in Berkshire County from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. tonight till 7 a.m. tomorrow. So it could be some uh, icy mix out there. High of 49 for tomorrow. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Hiya. Rock, it's 8.53, and Smashing Pumpkins with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny and 45 today. Windy, uh, it's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, we're not doing a contest right now. I just want to let you know. Some people are going to be fooled and think they're going to win something. There's nothing to win. There's nothing to win right now. But I just wanted to give you an example of what it sounds like when you are caller number nine here. Because we typically ask for caller number ten. This is what you hear when you hear caller number nine. Number nine. Oh, oh man, that nuts. sucks. Oh, you so suck. Close. Oh, man. We just kind of like to give a little uh, little yeah. emphasis on the how much of a loser you are for coming in so close. You know what's hilarious? What? Um, we do that for our own benefit only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we do it. It's not meant for it to be on the air. It's really not meant for any specific purpose. We just do it because we're jerks. What, we we're, we do it because we're jerks. And there was one call, and I wish I, I got to start recording these every time now. Because there was one call where we did that, and you could hear like an audible and like hang up on, like the the phone hung up. They had one of those old plastic phones that they slammed down on the ringer. Yeah, well, you hear that deflated exasperation, like, oh, oh, man, damn it. So, if you've never had the experience to be uh, caller nine, 
this is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's the risk you take that we're going to mock you behind your back. Ooh, jeez, what happened to that? Oh, you got to turn my, that's my mail coming through. You're getting all <laughs> oh, the sounds. Oh, is sound. that what you call it? <laughs> You're getting all the sounds coming through. Uh, yeah, this is what's coming into my box right yeah, now. Yeah, my, my mail slot. Right. Uh, but the contesting thing, that's always been like, I don't think people realize how fast we actually get a winner. See, because if I have to, it, well, okay, well, this is what happens. I'll run through the phone lines, right? Yeah. I'll go through one through nine really quick. Yeah. We So picture the phone. It's a computerized phone. Yeah. It's got four lines lit up on it. And as you call that 293-102 no, one number, it starts lighting up. And then it goes to the next line, the next line, the next line until yeah. they're all full. Now, then, I'm not great at math. Right. I'm not a numbers guy. But I can count to one to nine. Right. On a pretty good clip. Yeah. On any given day. So when we finally get to caller 10, it doesn't take that much longer to get to him or her. We just got to get the information and you, and you pass along. But for the next 15, 20 minutes, you still have people calling. Did you give away those tickets yet? I know yeah. it's calling one to 10. Could you yeah. count that fast? <clears throat> you know, the other thing that really screws people up is the uh, the delay on the, if you're listening on the stream. Yeah. If you're listening on the stream, you're actually like a minute behind, two minutes behind maybe, I think. I think it's, yeah, it's something like that. Something up to like a minute and a half or something like something like that. We'll split the difference. And it, But it, either way, there's a delay. So by the time you actually hear us say that on the stream, we might have already picked the caller 10 already. Like we're probably in that process by the time you've heard that. Yeah. So in other words, yeah. if it's been five minutes since you heard us ask for, to, for the 10th caller, give up. If it's been beyond five minutes, you didn't win. You yeah. just you just didn't. It's, it's us helping you. That's what this is. You know what the uh, the other station I used to work at? They, yeah, they had this thing, the nine to five, no repeat workday. Mm-hmm. Without fail, at least three or four calls a day. I think you played that song twice. I think you played it right. And and the idea was, <laughs> you know, Celine Dion songs all sound the same. That's so the when truth. you play one. You know, you played that this morning at 9.05. No, we played uh, My Heart Will Go On. This is uh, uh, because I because you loved me. You sure. Know? And that, that's what that is. So people get confused with that. That's annoying. At least here, we do the caller 10 thing. That's pretty cut and dry. There have been some contests where it's like the 102nd caller. Oh, God, I can't. I, I'm so glad we don't do that. I'm those. glad we don't do that either. But uh, uh, let, me, let me just peel the curtain back a little bit. Whenever we had to do that, and yeah. it's been a while, this is how we would count. One, two, 100, 101. Hey, who's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how we'd do it. We'd, we'd skip like two through uh, at least 99. What is the statute of limitations on running contests uh, that weren't up to par? Yeah, I think everything is based on a 30-day schedule. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so if you can't win have, in 30 days, then we, don't have to, uh, re- then we don't have to give you anything after 30 days. We haven't done that since 1996. And then there's a very yeah, good reason, reason for that. why we don't do it. It's uh, 8.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Do your job! Rock 102 is 